I live at the bottom of this lake, and I am being hunted and harried by a hideous centipede. Ah, I see you smile, but it is true, as I know to my cost. He is so large that he can wrap himself four times around that great mountain you see there. The dwarf pointed to a snow-capped peak that glittered in the clear air. Come with me, I beg you, down below the waters. Do not be afraid. My magic will see you safe. And in return for the death of my enemy, I will give you magic gifts. Gifts such as you have never seen before. Well, thought Fujiwara-san, I came looking for adventures. I must not refuse them when they are offered. So he followed the dwarf down to the edge of the lake, which was by now rippling coldly in the moonlight. He took a deep breath as his head dipped below the surface, and for a second he thought he would drown. But by some magic of the dwarfs, he found that as soon as the waters closed over him, he was able to breathe, and that he could move as easily as if he were on dry land. Deeper and deeper they went, further and further into the centre of the lake, brushing aside fishes and weed, stepping over slippery rocks. A soft green light, like the evening light in a forest, glowed about them, and showed Fujiwara-san a strange and beautiful world. At last they came to a castle of brightly coloured corals, surrounded by a garden of rare water-lilies and swaying weeds. Crabs and newts were the dwarf's servants, and greeted them with cushions to lie on, and exquisite food served in bowls of green jade lined with gold and shaped like the leaves of watercress. While they feasted, music was played to them. Fujiwara-san was enchanted with what he saw. This is my kingdom, said the dwarf. I've dwelt here peacefully for many years, but perhaps I should not call it mine any more. Again and again it is destroyed by the centipede who crashes down through the waters, trampling my castle and my gardens. He bowed his head sadly. They can be built again with time and trouble, and I care little for possessions, but my family... Each time the creature attacks, it takes yet another one of my family. I've lost wife, children, and grandchildren to this monster. I cannot bear to think what has happened to them. Fujiwara-san was silent for a moment, thinking of his own wife and how much he loved her. But I have no magic powers, he said at last. And I have seen that you are indeed a great magician. If you cannot defeat this centipede, how shall I be able to succeed? Magic is powerless against the centipede, said the dwarf. It can be destroyed, but only by the skill and cunning of a human. Which is why I have brought you here, and why I beg you to help me. Fujiwara-san leaned forward to ask another question, but even as he did so, the music turned sour and discordant. Another noise had crept in, unmusical, harsh and threatening. What is that? asked Fujiwara-san. The dwarf looked at him in terror. The centipede, he whispered, his eyes wide. The centipede is coming.
the lake began to tremble, as if some monstrous iron chain were being dragged along its banks. A violent thudding shook the waters. A current of icy water swept by them, and Fujiwara-san shivered. Dishes fell from the table. Water lilies were ripped out of the lake bed and sucked away into the darkness of the swirling lake. The musicians, too, were tumbled away with cries of fear. Fujiwara-san looked up. Through the moonlight loomed a terrifying shadow. The dwarf cried out, Quickly, my lord, the centipede! Fujiwara-san stood firm, though his heart was beating fast. What was happening above the lake? It was the middle of the night, and yet he thought he could see two suns glowing in the sky. No, not two suns.